This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair's too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rina, and I am definitely the mom friend that you have always wanted. For this first episode, I wanted to give everyone an idea about what this podcast is going to be. I'll also tell you a little bit about myself and my journey to becoming a mom. I've literally only talked 15 seconds in this radio voice and I already feel like my voice is not giving out, but it's freaking hard to talk like this. Being a PhD student, I'm used to reading books, playing with data on the computer, things like that. I don't speak in a powerful radio voice at all. So I might have to start doing some like voice exercises. So if anyone knows of any good resources for how to properly use your voice, send those to me, please. I have three main goals for this podcast, and that is to educate, inspire, and entertain. So number one, educate. My goal is to have a bunch of different professionals on the podcast and have casual, open, and honest conversations regarding their area of expertise. So you can expect people on to talk about pelvic floor issues, uh, postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, postpartum recovery, uh, speech language pathology, behavior therapy, sleep training, all the stuff that we all want to know about. And my goal with these episodes where I have professionals on is not for it to be dry, you know, a structured interview where they're basically just spewing out information that you can find if you Google it yourself. My goal is to promote these episodes on my social media and get actual questions from listeners. So while these episodes are going to be educational, obviously, um, I'm hoping that we're going to get some listeners' questions answered, I'm going to get questions answered, and that these are going to be episodes that are giving you more than what you would find if you were just to Google a question yourself. All right, second goal of the podcast. So first was educate. Second is inspire. When I say inspire, what I mean is I hope that this podcast will inspire you to think about your own feelings, why you feel a certain way in certain situations. Maybe an episode will inspire you to talk to your partner about you feeling like you're the default parent, which is something that I've been going through in the last couple weeks. Maybe you'll start to recognize your own mom guilt and how that affects your 
your everyday behavior or your mood. Anxiety, postpartum depression, all kinds of things. I'm hoping that these open discussions will inspire you to either make changes in your life or start a conversation with your partner or sometimes just recognizing your own feelings and what it is that's causing those feelings can make a huge difference. So inspiring people to start a conversation about things that I'm sure all moms are going through. And I don't want to leave dads out. I do have a few dad followers and they are the best. So I'm hoping that dads will listen to this. I'm hoping to get dads on the podcast or the show as I like to call it. I want to hear what dads have to say. I want to know if they struggle with the same things. I know it's called the mom room and the majority of the topics are going to be mom related, but I think a lot of topics are going to be just for parents in general. Some episodes may be great to listen to with your partner. Maybe that's a way to kind of open up the conversation. I really hope that some of these episodes, which I'm sure some of my TikToks, some of my Instagram posts are kind of igniting conversations between partners, between parents, or even internal conversations. I talk to myself all the time. So goal number one, educate. Goal number two, inspire. Goal number three, entertain. Now, as with my social media, my TikTok, my Instagram, I am hoping to deliver these messages in an entertaining way. Having a kid or multiple kids is fucking hard. So if you're not laughing, then you're probably crying or you're very frustrated or you're very angry. So I try and bring the humor to all these difficult situations. It really helps me and I'm hoping that it's going to help everybody listening. So if you're a listener of this podcast, I want you to be learning, I want you to be inspired, and I want you to be entertained. I would love to have some episodes where I just kind of shoot the shit with other moms, talking about everyday mom stuff. I'd also love to get one of my best friends on who doesn't have kids, and her and her husband made the decision quite early on, actually, in their relationship that they didn't want kids. I would love to pick her brain. We could all just listen to what her days are like and close our eyes and just imagine that we were living her life. (sighs) As all my other friends have started to have kids, she has now become my number one friend that I love to visit. No offense to my other friends, but going to Jen's house for a weekend is like staying at a resort. I'm definitely going to have some solo episodes where I chat about a certain topic that I've been thinking about. This is very similar to how I run my blog. So for my blog, every Sunday evening, I publish a blog post and it's usually usually something that I've been going through in my own life, some kind of, you know, revelation that I've had or what I've been thinking about. And so many people have connected with my blogs or related to my blogs. So I thought a podcast episode would be a great way for me to kind of dive in further into uh, whatever topic I wrote about that week. So that is kind of the gist of what this podcast is going to be. So educational, inspirational, entertaining. Uh, We will be posting one episode per week. I think this will be on Tuesdays. 
But of course, I will be promoting this all on my social media. So if you don't follow me already, please follow me on both TikTok and Instagram. This is where I will be promoting uh, certain episodes that I have coming up or if I'm going to be recording with a professional or me talking about a certain topic. I will put it up on Instagram and I would love to hear your questions or even uh, experiences that you had uh, regarding the topic and I will be able to share them on the show or on the podcast. Also, if you have an idea for a topic, feel free to send me your idea. Okay, I've been talking for maybe nine minutes and my lips are chapped, so I definitely need some chapstick in my studio, which is also my closet. Moving on. Okay, that's what the podcast is going to be. That's great. So now, who the hell are you, Renee Rena? My name is Renee. I am 35 years old and I have a 21-month-old toddler named Milo. And we live in the GTA, which is the greater Toronto area. So yes, I am Canadian. It's so funny on my TikTok comments when people say, you're Canadian? Oh my God, I don't know why. I thought you lived in Florida. And it's like, why Florida? I don't know. I definitely don't give off a Florida vibe. I'm very pale. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. You guys know I have been very intentional with what we've been eating lately. I'm looking at protein, I'm looking at sugar content, and avoiding things like artificial ingredients or colorings. Milo used to always want pancakes or waffles in the mornings, and now he is getting into cereal, and I'm so excited because Magic Spoon is the perfect option. Their variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. They have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of carbs per serving. They're made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and I'm just so happy that he's getting a good amount of protein before he goes off to school. And it's a great snack for me and my husband too, because 13 to 14 grams of protein in the cereal, now you add a high protein milk, you're set. That is such a high protein snack or meal. I should also mention that it is gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash momroom to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code momroom at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash momroom and use the code momroom to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. It is 2024. As busy parents, it's hard to completely overhaul our lives, but what we can do is make small changes that will make our lives easier. And that is where Little Spoon comes in. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Little Spoon offers baby blends, biteables, and plates. So baby blends is fresh, organic baby food. They have single ingredients, but also multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. 
Biteables make the transition to finger foods easy because they are cut perfectly to size, which promotes self-feeding. And of course, all the Biteables are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. And then there are plates for your toddlers and your bigger kids. They are meals that are free of all the bad stuff. They taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. They have things like hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous things like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. Little Spoon also has smoothies and build-it-yourself lunches. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? It is super flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick up the menu and change up what you order every single time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You and your kids will love it. It's a huge win-win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. If you follow me on TikTok or on Instagram, you'll probably know that I just recently finished my PhD in psychology. And I think a lot of people see that and think that I am a clinician or that I am a psychologist that does therapy with people. And that is not me. So what my PhD was in was experimental psychology. So I am kind of the nerd behind the scenes that was actually researching uh, or evaluating the effectiveness of psychotherapy specifically for eating disorders. So I'm really good at statistics, methodology, reading research and kind of critiquing it, like all that kind of stuff. I can make a killer database. So (laughs) I don't mean to brag, but I can make a database that will blow your mind. Finished my PhD in March. And it's kind of funny because in February, when my defense date was coming up and people used to ask, oh, you're going to be done so soon. What are you going to do when you finish your PhD? At that time, I was just really getting into TikTok. Uh, So I used to joke and tell people, oh, when I finish, I'm just going to make TikToks. Fast forward a few months later and I have a PhD and all I do is make TikToks. Thank you, coronavirus. Moving on, we had Milo September 2018, and it was almost exactly a year later when I published my first blog post, which was about maternity leave being over and what was I going to do now. I had spent the last 12 months solely focusing on Milo, and now maternity leave was up. He was going to be starting daycare. What the hell was I going to do? So I kept publishing blog posts on different mom-related topics like postpartum anxiety, which I had um, not wanting visitors after giving birth, which I also experienced, and the feedback on Instagram because I would promote the blog posts on Instagram was amazing. People would write to me about their experiences, um, how they wish they, you know, refused visitors after giving birth and that they've related to all these topics so much that I was like, wow, this is great. People feel the exact same way, but it seems like these things are not really talked about or people are too afraid to say like, no, I don't want fucking visitors. 
So after the feedback I was getting on my different blog posts, I realized that I wanted to keep going with this mom-related content and that I should probably rebrand my Instagram um, to something mom-related. So I think it was a couple months later that I changed my username to at the.mom.room. And a few months after that, I think it was January 2020, is when I downloaded the coolest app in the world called TikTok. You may or may not have heard of it. When I first downloaded it, it was because I knew it was so popular and I didn't want anyone to steal the mom room username. So I signed up for it. I just got my username and then I left it for a few months. And then I started to play around with it and I was like, oh my god, this app was made for me. Like this is the shit that I'm talking about. When I was young, I used to do this shit on our home computer. I would play a song and mouth the words, make little like cooking videos, ridiculous stuff. I wish I still had these videos to share with everyone, but who knows where they are now. Anyways, it took me a while to learn how to properly use TikTok. And then once I started to get the hang of it, then I really started to think about the content that I was creating and the videos that I was making. And it was all things related to being a mom. And similar to the blog posts, the TikTok posts were blowing up with moms freaking out like, oh my God, this is me. I can relate so much. This is amazing. I was like, okay, okay. And then the blog had kind of fallen to the wayside because I was finishing up my dissertation, which is kind of important, I guess. And now that I'm done my PhD, I've picked up the blog again, doing more TikToks. Obviously, quarantine has helped with that because I have nothing else to do. Uh, And then the idea for a podcast came up. And full disclosure, I really don't know what I'm doing. I spent the last, what, almost 10 years or more than 10 years writing papers, reading research articles by myself in my apartment. Any presentation or thing where I was going to be speaking to people was very thought out, like so much so that weeks or months in advance, I would, you know, create my presentation, write out every single word that I was going to say, practice it, and then go do my presentation with raging anxiety. So I'm not really used to just kind of speaking how I am right now, just off the cuff. And to be honest, even just sitting in my closet by myself talking into this microphone gives me a little bit of anxiety, which is so weird because in a social setting, I am not anxious at all. I could walk into a room, not know anybody at all and be totally fine. Talk to people, go up to people, introduce myself, no problem talking in like a structured way where it's not conversational hate it but here I am doing a podcast it took a little bit of time for me to you know figure out the best way to start a podcast what programs I would need yada 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 and I'm really good at researching stuff and figuring stuff out on my own So once I got everything in place, spoke to a couple of my friends who have experience with podcast stuff, um, I just started. And I've always been this way. If I want to do something, I have an idea, I just go and do it. I will read about it. I will figure out how to do it. And then I do it. 
So my goal is that people listening will kind of see a bit of themselves in these conversations and, you know, get information that they may not have gotten otherwise. For example, the episode I have coming up on speech language pathology. I think so many parents will get so much out of that episode because I know for me, even though I wasn't seeking out speech-related information, once I had this conversation with my friend who is an SLP, I was shocked and I learned so much and it's almost like you don't know what you don't know. So I'm very excited to release that episode. I also this month will have an episode on mom poster syndrome. So this is something that I thought about when I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about imposter syndrome and when they were describing all the things that someone with imposter syndrome would have, I thought to myself, oh my god, this is literally what moms go through, but when it comes to being a mom. So I wrote a blog about it, um, talking about the four reasons why someone would have mom poster syndrome, and I think for that podcast episode, I'll do it solo and just kind of dive deeper into those four reasons. And obviously, I'm going to talk about why those four reasons are bullshit and that we're all doing amazing. I also have an episode recorded with my friend Kathy. Kathy has a daughter who just turned one year old and her and Milo are little buds. And I'm close friends with Kathy and after hearing about her experiences um, when she was pregnant and navigating the medical system and also her labor and delivery challenges and postpartum because she is plus size or living in a larger body as some people refer to it, I knew it was an important topic to talk about because because I wanted to be able to shed light on the stigma that is associated with living in a larger body, especially when it comes to getting pregnant and navigating the medical system. And if you are a healthcare provider, I think it's an important episode to listen to because we do go into kind of the details of what a positive experience looks like with a healthcare provider versus a horrible experience with a healthcare provider. And finally this month, one of my favorite topics, I'm going to put out an episode that talks about not wanting visitors after giving birth. And I'm not just talking like, oh, she didn't want visitors at the hospital for the 24 hours that she was there. No, I didn't want visitors for a few weeks after we brought Milo home. And obviously my mom and my sister and my dad were excluded and I'll go into details about why. Unfortunately, my husband's parents live across the country so they weren't able to visit but I specifically remember having a conversation with my mother-in-law about when I was comfortable for them to come and stay with us for a week or two. And she was super respectful about it. She totally agreed. She wanted us to get settled into a routine and be comfortable before we had them staying in our house, which was amazing. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't have that same experience and they have visitors knocking on their door 24-7. I can't imagine this because I was so against having visitors. So I know this is a hot topic because I read the comments on my TikTok and on Instagram about it. So I'm excited to put that episode out and have you guys listen to it and get your feedback.
Okay, so that's a little bit about the podcast, a little bit about me. Now, to end this episode, what I'm going to do is go through some of the questions that you guys sent me um, on Instagram. So many people are interested in my husband and I. I got a lot of questions about how we met, and we met on Plenty of Fish. That's right, online dating. And I just want everyone to know that he messaged me. I did not message him. And I specifically remember his first message to me. He messaged me asking what my PhD was in. (laughs) And I totally remember looking at his profile and seeing that he was one inch shorter than me. And I was like, like, do I go on a date with him? I don't know like one inch shorter and then I remembered that I knew this girl from back home who was super tall like me and she was dating a guy that was a lot shorter so I was like "Eh, okay I'll go on a date with him so we texted back and forth for a few weeks and then we met on October 11th 2012 we went for dinner at um, a restaurant in Ottawa that was called Izakaya it has since uh, changed to something else And then we went to a Yuck Yucks comedy show. And I specifically remember sitting at the dinner table and we, okay, my husband's not going to let me put this out if I don't tell everyone that I was late for the date. To this day, he reminds me that I was late for our first date and that he should have left, but I couldn't find parking. Like, what the hell do you want me to do? Anyways, back at dinner. We're having dinner. Everything's going great. Like, conversation is great. And then I looked at the clock and I realized the Yuck Yucks comedy show was going to be starting soon. And so in my mind, I was like, does he not like me? Maybe he doesn't want to go to the Yuck Yucks comedy show. Like, maybe he just wants to end the date now after dinner. Like, should I say something about what time it is? Because the Yuck Yucks place was just across the street. So I think eventually I did say something and he was like, oh, yeah, like, let's go. So we went to Yuck Yucks and everything was fine. And obviously everything was fine because we're married now. we have a child. So that's a little bit about how we met and a lot of people ask what he does for a living. So he is a physician. Specifically, he is a urologist and I like to call it a pee-pee doctor. Even though he deals with things like uh, bladders, kidneys, that kind of stuff, I like to call it a pee-pee doctor because he fixes people's pee-pees too. I'd love to get him on the podcast for one episode, but I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'll try. Another question is about me and my studies. So I did my undergrad at Laurentian University in Sudbury, and then I did my master's degree at Carleton in Ottawa, and then my PhD was at the University of Ottawa. And my research for both my master's and my PhD was with the same supervisor because he had, um, he was a professor at both universities. And he was a clinical psychologist um, at the Ottawa Hospital in the eating disorders program. So I did all my graduate studies uh, with him, um, researching psychotherapy for eating disorders. And I was really nerdy. Like I'm not nerdy socially, but I am very nerdy in school, if that makes sense. And maybe people that know me are listening to this and they're like, no, you are nerdy socially, a loser. (laughs) I don't know. 
But yeah, he was a really great supervisor and I was able to do a lot of things that were outside of my degree. So I have training in attachment, which I love. I did training for attachment. Uh, I think the training was two weeks long in Minnesota. And I remember that training being so amazing because you can take everything that you're learning and kind of apply it to your own life. So I'm obsessed with attachment. I love it. I'll probably have an episode on attachment. I'd love to talk about both the in like the child parent attachment relationship, but also romantic attachment is super interesting. So a part of being trained in attachment was also learning about reflective functioning. So the nerdy kind of definition of reflective functioning would be someone's capacity to understand themselves and others in terms of intentional mental states. So understanding why someone might feel a certain way, why you feel a certain way, um, that kind of stuff. I'm obsessed with that stuff and I think that's where I get most of my ideas for my blog because I'm thinking so much about why I feel a certain way. And this attachment training is for something called the adult attachment interview. So it's basically a structured interview that you give to someone and then the whole interview is typed up and then I'm trained to be able to code it to tell someone what their attachment style is. So attachment styles can be secure, which is what you want. They can be anxious attachment, uh, avoidant attachment, or disorganized attachment. It is so fascinating. I will probably do an episode on attachment and then I will give out some resources that you guys can look at. It's so cool. I know you guys are probably like, okay, nerd, move on, move on, nerd. Another area that I, not to bring up more nerdy stuff, but another area that I was trained in, which I apply to my own life and find so interesting because you can pick up on these things when you're interacting with people is defense mechanisms. So defense mechanisms are things that people will do uh, in order to kind of get rid of an uncomfortable feeling. So for example, anxiety. Uh, it's important to note that there are healthy defense mechanisms. So a healthier one to use would be something like humor or there are less healthy ones, which would be something like being passive aggressive. And then my actual dissertation was a series of meta-analyses that was looking at the efficacy of psychotherapy for eating disorders. So I did meta-analyses that looked at how effective psychotherapy is in treating eating disorders, and then I compared different kinds of psychotherapies to one another. And I also compared psychotherapy to non-psychotherapy treatments. It's very nerdy stuff. Another question that I had was from my good friend, Jen, the one that doesn't have kids. <clears throat> and she asks, Renee, have you ever taken a cream bath? If yes, what were the consequences of said bath? I died when I saw this question because I was like, of course she would ask this question and of course I'm going to address it on the podcast. So what happened was this was years ago before I even met my husband and I was living by myself in my apartment in Ottawa. I love taking a bath and I wanted to take a bath and have really soft skin after. So... To achieve this goal, I thought it was a good idea to put cream, like actual body cream, in my bath water and swoosh it around. 
it was great at the time. And then fast forward to like maybe 10, 15 minutes after my bath and my vagina was on fire. And I remember thinking I had some kind of disease, like I didn't know what was going on. And I was talking to Jen and I had mentioned that I put cream in my bath and she was like, you fucking idiot. Like you can't just put cream that's meant to put on your exterior surfaces in the bathtub because it's going to get on the interior of your vagina, you doofus. So yes, I have taken a cream bath and that was the consequence. Next question. Someone asked what my husband and I do when we're not looking after Milo. So before COVID, obviously, um, anytime we had a babysitter, which is usually my mom or his, his mom when she's visiting, we like to go to dinner a lot, go to the movies, um, go to Raptors games, comedy shows, but I would say mostly going out for dinner or lunch, or sit on a patio, have beers. I used to love um, going to pubs and having beers and watching the basketball games, like March Madness or NBA games. And definitely go to malls, go to stores. Like, we like to walk around Marshalls or HomeSense. Well, me, HomeSense, him, not so much. But I'd say now during this quarantine, it's like we're pretty boring. We watch 90 Day Fiancé. Uh, we watch Below Deck together. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to quarantine being over so that we can get out on a patio and have some draft beer. Someone also asked if my husband was as funny and as real as I am. And I don't know why you guys are so interested in my husband, so stop it. I'm just kidding. He is hilarious, but a different kind of hilarious. Like he's more reserved. So if we were in a group of people, like he wouldn't say much and he would just kind of keep to himself and have maybe like one-on-one -on -one conversations with people. Whereas I would be like, blah, blah, blah. Hi, everybody. Um, but at home, like I laugh more at him for sure than he does at me. He just kind of gives me like weird looks because I'm sure he thinks I'm weird. I also laugh at myself probably more than he laughs at me. So there's that. Anyways, guys, I think that will be it for my very first podcast episode. And I hope you come back next week and listen to the next one and the next one and the next one. Please, if you don't already follow me, follow me on Instagram at the.mom.room and it's the same username for my TikTok. And if you have any ideas for the podcast or you know someone who would be an awesome guest, please let me know. I try and answer all my direct messages. Uh, sometimes I'm successful at that. Sometimes it takes a couple days. Just depends on what kind of day we're having. So I'm going to call everyone that, you know, follows my Instagram, follows my TikToks, listen to my podcasts. I'm calling you guys mom mates because this is the mom room, obviously. And instead of calling us all roommates, we are mom mates and we will let some dads in as well. So you guys can be the dad mates. Next week's podcast episode is all about momposter syndrome. You may or may not have read my blog post about that. So basically, I'm just going to go into a little bit more detail, maybe give some examples, throw in some research, uh, whatever works. I'll probably swear a couple times because I feel like that helps get my point across. I have one favor to ask of you guys, and that is to go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review the Mom Room podcast. 
Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope your children sleep tonight. Thanks.